This is Tennessee Talks with United States Congressman Tim Burchett. Hello, I'm Congressman Tim Burchett, and welcome back to Tennessee Talks. Today I'm joined by Representative Matt Gates, my good buddy from Florida. He represents Florida's first district and works with me here in Washington. Matt serves on the House Armed Services Committee and the House Judiciary Committee, as well as the back bench with me. He back back benches with Burchett, as they say, um, or as I prefer to call it, Center's Row. That's where I sit. And uh, Matt and I were joined by six other Republican colleagues in vacating Speaker McCarthy in the beginning of October, as many of you know. And so, Matt, thanks for being on the show with me, brother. Hey, I appreciate I, you. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they just said that in Knoxville on sports shows. I guess that's international. Well, first off, Matt, uh, the big question, how's Ginger doing? You're a lovely bride. Oh, it's great, man. i got to tell you, uh, came to Washington as a single man, now I'm married, and it took me you know, 39 years to find the right one, but there's something about marriage where you kind of level up in life. You're able to achieve things that uh, that you weren't able to before just in, right. in your own journey and walk through life. So I love being married. My, you're, You and uh, Ms. Bobert are my wife's favorite members of Congress. I, I, I hope to just at least be on the medal stage third. <laughs> well... Um, I guess she she uh, doesn't hold her standards too high if I'm if I'm in that group. But That's I, I, the hardest I, hit there is Lauren Bobert, no doubt. I, I appreciate appreciate you, brother. <laughs> I appreciate her. Well, people often ask. They say, well, you know, why we brought the uh, motion to vacate to the floor, and I have my reasoning. Um, what what would you tell them, Matt? I've heard you say it before, but sure. no, tell I, my folks. I, I definitely want want the folks uh, who uh, are in your district and throughout the country to know that this wasn't about the man. It was about the lack of progress we'd made really delivering wins for our people. And right now what people are being crushed by is inflation, high interest rates, and those things are a direct consequence of government spending. Our government spending increased by 40% during COVID. And at the same time, uh, we're seeing major economies throughout the world pull away from the dollar whether it's Gulf monarchies trading more in Chinese currency, whether it's the African Union moving more to, the, to local currency, uh, even G20 economies in the Western Hemisphere are joining the, the BRICS system, the Brazil, Russia, China, uh, India, South Africa system. They added Argentina recently. And uh, as they move away from the dollar, we can't just keep printing more dollars. Now, Speaker McCarthy had made a commitment to us that we were going to have a balanced budget, and then single subject spending bills nestled within that budget. Which we do in Tennessee, and yeah. I'm sure you do that we in do Florida. It. Yeah, in Tennessee, yeah. Florida, all the states that, that we require that. Uh, we were promised that system. It wasn't delivered. And so we're hopeful that going forward we'll have more success with uh, our current speaker-designate, Jim Jordan, who I uh, I hope is the House Speaker. Okay, excellent. Um, you know, when we removed the speaker, uh, we, we, you and I talked about changing, um, I think I was asked on one of the shows, and they even quoted me on Morning Joe, and they even said my name right, and I said, we're dysfunctional, and that was all I said. But it, it changes the dynamics of things when you, when you change the speakers. Tell me how you think that will affect the dynamics here in Washington. Well, sometimes you see a team that's real talented, that's not performing to expectations, and uh, while firing the coach in the middle of the season 
is not preferable. It's never the plan when you start the season. No. Sometimes getting a new voice in leadership, getting a new strategy, getting uh, a new focus in the huddle, if you will, uh, can really turn things around. We've seen it in athletics and other team environments. We've seen it in the business world where a new CEO can come in, make some abrupt, meaningful, constructive, positive changes, and you can see an organization thrive. So I view this not as a sign of chaos or dysfunction. I don't buy into that. We follow the rules. We follow the rules that they 100% voted for. Sure. I think that, that we are making a leadership change to have a renewed focus, a renewed determination, a renewed sense of mission so that we can be a fighting force against a Biden administration that's really hurting people. It really is. Um, I, I noted that, um, that when it was polled that more Americans agreed with us that removing the speaker was the wise move. I, and, and of course, Republicans, it was, I think, in the 60 plus percentile. I'll take that win every day. Yeah. Why do you think that was? Well, and, and I, you know, I caution uh, to be too focused on polling because, yeah. you know, a poll is a snapshot in a moment in time. So if you were to take a snapshot of a rocket as it was launching, you know, it might not tell the whole story. And if you were to take a snapshot of a knife as it was falling, similarly, it wouldn't tell the whole story. But what I think people sense is that the House of Representatives had not achieved anything other than underwriting Joe Biden's debt and expanding Nancy Pelosi's policies and spending priorities. And we were promised more than that. And I think we're going to get more than that. I really, I really think uh, we should have a positive outlook about what a Jim Jordan speakership could bring us. I think you could. And I think we should. Um, <clears throat> after we get through the, the single, single uh, subject appropriations bills, I'm going to let something important you. It's important to me because in Tennessee we have what you have caption bills and the bill has to follow the caption. It can't be added on a bunch of garbage and that's why Tennessee is a balanced budget state. What do you think will be our next biggest fight after that? Well, I think actually we're going to be looking at a supplemental uh, spending bill that probably offends your and my uh, fiscal conservatism, but also offends our sense of process. Yeah. Uh, the Biden administration has signaled that they want to lash together Ukraine funding, more money for Israel, and then something they call border security, but really will just be processing people into the country more yep. quickly. Uh, and however you feel about those three things, Tim, I think people in Northwest Florida and people in East Tennessee would say, well, shouldn't you spend a little bit of time on each one of those separately yeah. and make a separate decision about Ukraine, Israel, whatever's going on on the border, instead of mushing them all together? Uh, that, that is a swampy Washington way to do business that I, I want to change. I agree with you. I think we've um, we totally miscalculated up here what the people are thinking because the people get it. And they get when we talk about single spending, because when I get it repeated back to me in Knoxville, you know, you're right about that single spending, because that's where they add the garbage in there, and they can understand that. And I, I think that's, um, that leads me to my next thing. You're very passionate about this issue, and you've been great. Why, what, what gives you that passion, Matt? Is it, is it something from your family? Is it your folks? I know your granddad served um, elected office. Tell me about that. Well, you know, I, uh, I have a wonderful family. I've been blessed with you know, mother and father who love me dearly, been married my whole life, uh, got a wonderful sister named Erin, and my dad always drilled into us that we had an obligation to do things for others as a consequence of, of having had great opportunity in life. And my dad served on our school board. He served in the state senate. 
uh, and uh, I admired so much the hope that he could uh, instill in people and the good that he could do. I, I still believe that public service can be a great force for good. Uh, I served in our state legislature from 2010 to 2016. I loved my service in the state legislature. You and I always are talking fondly about our time in state government. Yep. And, uh, and I represent a district that has some of the highest concentration of active duty military and veterans. So whenever I want to allow myself to get down or feel sorry for myself or have a moment of self-pity, I think about those military families who have to deal with deployments, TDY, move-in, changing schools, changing homes, and they do all of that out of a love for country. And if that doesn't yep. get you fired up, getting a chance to represent those folks, I, I don't know what would. Yeah, you need to stay home if you that doesn't get you going. Um, I know you don't take PAC money. And I think that's, a, and I've heard your reasoning. Tell my folks why yeah, you don't. Yeah, I, I just get the sense that with a lot of the donations that come from lobbyists and special interests, they're buying access that regular people don't have to platform their needs and their ideas. And I don't think it's right. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, I can't say I came to this decision immediately. You know, when I first got to Washington, I accepted the lobbyist money and the PAC money. And after some time, it just became too unseemly to me. And so I made the decision that that, that wouldn't be a part of my public service going forward. And what I'm proud to tell you is, you know, the, the average, uh, you know, donation to me is only about $35. And that's not, I'm not bragging about that, but I'm suggesting that as we look at policy reforms on uh, the legality and propriety of lobbyists and PACs funding political campaigns, there's another way. And if you inspire people to be part of politics uh, with not just their heart and soul, but with maybe just tens of dollars, it can lead to a pretty, uh, just a pretty democratized um, distribution of power. And that's a government structure that is more appealing to me than, than these folks who wander around these halls in their in their five thousand dollar suits and eight hundred dollar loafers. That you know, folks looking like that where we're from probably probably catch a, a different kind of look walking down the street <laughs> yeah. than they do here. Absolutely, um, I know a lot of folks. Is they I I get a lot of negative comments from folks, and I know you do too. I wonder um, what would you tell folks that had a negative. Uh, thought about you what would you tell them about you that maybe they don't know well it's okay i'm not for everyone you know i understand your acquired taste that yeah that, <laughs> that you know if you look throughout all of human history tim there's never anyone who's accomplished great things who is universally popular yeah. matter of fact sometimes when you accomplish the most is when uh, you have to take a lot of criticism and what my view of politics is that if you have a high approval rating, that's not something to set on the shelf and admire like it's some like like you're participating in idolatry. It it, it is something to draw down on to make change, yeah. to, so that the so that the result of your service isn't universal popularity, but actual deliverables for the people who are counting on us to fight for them. So I don't mind the criticism that that I draw. I want to make sure that each and every day the, the folks throughout this country who work hard, who want a fair shake, have someone to believe in who puts their interests first. I sometimes will go to things that I know that, you know, I got people, detractors there. Um, and it's, uh, and sometimes it's, um, sometimes you win them over. I, um, I'm always surprised that some people, they say, well, I didn't know you thought that way because they 
read something on the internet or you know or heard it on the news or whatever and then they just assumed that was the truth and then when they heard the reality they well and sometimes just by by the binary nature of our politics people are think that because you're a republican or a democrat you hold yeah. certain views but i think president trump really led a realignment of our <coughs> politics really did. where where there are you know more republicans championing working class issues and bringing people into that realignment is an education yeah. process that puts a burden on us to get you, out there and explain what we're doing. You saw a lot of minorities, uh, a lot of working folks, a lot of union folks that they that we thought, or not we, me personally, those are the folks that always have supported me, working folks have since I've been in state legislature and mayor and here. But um, I think they, too many times we've, we've discounted what they thought and not listened to them, and he obviously did, and that's, that's where he got it. Um, this is the part where, that I always say I dislike the most and my viewers and listeners like the best. Um, this is where you get to ask me anything you want. I've been dying to ask you this question, right. and I'm glad I get to do it on camera. <laughs> but do you realize that it's just an established fact that you could bring your goober level down like three rungs if you just took that those ropes off the back of your glasses. You know, I thought about that. We talked about that today, and I made some out of banana fibers. And, but but uh, what, what is it that you think you're getting for the, What convenience is that providing that's sort like of it. worth the I, Mr. Magoo? I can just do this. I can just sucks. do this. I can just do this, and I don't have to worry about losing but, them. But, but you're not in a nursing home. <laughs> You could just put them in your pocket and wear a That's true. Day. All right, Matt, here's what we're going to do, just for the art of compromise. For the rest of the day, for I'm the, just telling you, the paparazzi is going to think that there was a new member of Congress elected. Yep. When you don't, look at this. Look at this. It's this, a new man. It's a new man. <laughs> if you are, you are being really, really uh, left short if you are on the audio-only portion of Tennessee Talks right now. You're gonna, where, where do people watch this on video? <laughs> they're not as cool yeah. as I think they are. Um, obviously, I think they're very cool, but I guess now I'm, you, you've shamed me so much, I'll, I'll have to figure out what to do. But, I, I think that this has been mutually beneficial, a mutually beneficial session of self-improvement. All right, Matt. Well, thank you, brother, for joining me today. Uh, thank you, You've too. been a, a good friend to me, and... Um, and the people of Florida, when I go down there, they, they love you. I mean, they love you. And, um, and I love visiting your district because it is, it is where my wife and daughter and I went the first time. Um, uh, we, we went somewhere, and, and it was just magic. I mean, it was like surreal. That beach is the, is the best, the whitest sands and the coolest water and the well, nicest see, people. When, when your folks need to get a little salt air, uh, they come down to, to spend some time with my folks, and when my folks need to get a little bit of that fresh mountain air, you know, we yeah, can know it, it's back and forth. Yeah, That's I, right. I would see signs down there of people, they say that, and, I, and they were from East Tennessee, and I would, I would say, hey, I thought y'all lived up here, yeah, lived in Knoxville, but they don't, they live down there. So, but anyway, um, well, Matt, I want to thank you, and I want to thank everybody for joining us for another episode of Tennessee Talks, and I'm Congressman Tim Burchett. Thank y'all for sitting here. This is Tennessee Talks with United States Congressman Tim Burchett.